Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. The angel Gabriel went and told Mary that she was going to have a baby. Mary told Joseph, Joseph said like, no, you can't have a baby. We were not even married yet. When Joseph went to sleep, Gabriel the angel came and told him, hey, Mary is right, you are going to have a baby. And Joseph woke up and was like, what? Then he went to Mary and he said, okay, now I believe you, the angel just told me. So Mary and Joseph were about to have a baby. Nope. Then, then, yeah, come on. They went to Bethlehem, and all the hotels and inns were full. There was no hotels. Okay, fine, there can be hotels. He said there was no more room in the house, but they could stay in the barn with the animals. What? Ah. Oh, yeah. The angels came to the shepherds. They saw... Angels! And they sang Gloria. Gloria, 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 done. There's three wise men in the... They were going to baby Jesus because they had to be in the... He was in the bathroom. They took golden plate. <laughs> Tons of money. Wait, wait, And of course they had to take Buddy the Elf. Baby Jesus is right under the star. We must go. Hey, I think we need to follow that star. Here we go. Well, they, when Mary gave birth to Jesus in the manger, and they said, yeah. What? We can't believe this. Our so then they slapped the sofa. Because they thought that it was a dream till they like, wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh, everybody had a party because it was God's son. I mean, so there you go. I guess we can go home now, right? There's the, there's the Christmas message right there. Hey, would you please help me welcome all of our locations right now? We want to welcome everyone into the experience. And uh, we have, uh, I think we have 22 Christmas services across the Jacksonville area uh, starting last night and today. So look, let your family and friends know, maybe some people that couldn't make it to church this morning. We have afternoon services and uh, we really want you and your family to have a special time here. So it's great to, great to see you guys at all of our locations. And um, from what I understand, right, not, not our, our preschool, but see kids is in the house, right? We brought the kids 
And uh, do, where, where's my C kids? Where, where are you, C kids? I saw y'all during the worship waving the LED uh, candles up there. So, so I don't know if your parents have told you this yet, but if you will uh, just be quiet and listen to this message for the next 20 minutes, Santa will bring you an extra present tomorrow on Christmas morning. Your parents didn't tell you that? Well, good, I'm letting you know now. So it's going to be a great Christmas for you guys. How many of you are excited about January? We have a lot of great things happening in January. We're really, really excited, uh, man, kicking off the new year and getting into awakening. We have a great series planned for you. Of course, that Wednesday night service, Wednesday will be every bit uh, at the same level as Sunday morning. In fact, we're providing some extras. We're going to have detailed sermon notes. We're going to dig deeper in God's Word. Uh, Wednesday night and Sunday will be different messages, but they'll be in the same theme. It's kind of my dream. Y'all know I really need an hour to preach, right? But y'all only give me 30 minutes on Sunday, so I'm just going to kind of take my other 30 minutes and do it on Wednesday night. All of our youth, uh, well, youth will be that night and everything, so we really want to make it uh, convenient for you to, uh, to have that time of uh, worship with God. Um, are y'all ready to get into the message today? I'm gonna kinda, I'm gonna kinda go right off that Sea Kids story, just give you a little biblical context for what they did there. But uh, I'm gonna uh, read out of Luke chapter two, Luke chapter two, I'm gonna read the first 16 verses. Are you guys ready? First 16 verses, we'll kinda set that as a backdrop and uh, and then um, we'll get into the message for about 20 minutes here. It says, uh, at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Did y'all notice how I just slipped that pronunciation in there, Quirinius? That's what pastors do when they're not sure how to pronounce a biblical word. They just say it real fast. You're like, don't even notice Quirinius. Anyway. Verse four says, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and he took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly. Everybody say snugly. He was a snugly baby Jesus, but snugly. And so, snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of their sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. This is kind of the first proclamation of the gospel. Here's the good news. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, everybody say the Savior. See, everyone needs a Savior. And there's only one real Savior, and that's our Lord Jesus. And so God's fulfilling his promise here. This is just this, the, the pinnacle moment here of, of God bringing himself, the, in, incarnating himself in human flesh. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God. That, how many of you know that must have been a 
scene right there, huh? What a supernatural scene. Praising God and saying glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth. Everybody say peace. Peace on earth. Look, to those with whom God is pleased or that God, God will now uh, uh, take pleasure in. It's God's good will, his favor toward man. It says, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, I like this, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's do this thing. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. And then I wanna pull verse seven out real quick in the New King James out of this. Can you put uh, Luke seven up there? I just wanna focus on this. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. Look at this. Because there was no room for them in the end. And I've entitled this Christmas message, message today, No Room at the End. No Room at the End. Let's play, play, let's pray. Father, and then we'll play. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. God, help us, help us to lean in for these next 20 minutes, God. Lord, your word can change our lives. God, help us to understand your heart for us, God, and see the meaning of Christmas. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. How many of you have a, a nativity, nativity scene in your house, a nativity scene, nativity scene in your yard? We have any people you wanna confess right now? You're one of those obnoxious holiday yard people. You got blown up frosties and three or four sleds and you know, you, now, now, now I see people, they have those. It's like Sunday morning here. It's like they've got, you know, LEDs and moving lights across there. Who's ready to confess right now, your neighbors? Hey, praise God for people like yourselves making the holidays all that more festive. However, I think when, you know, we talk about Christmas, you know, we can all kind of relate to the nativity scene or, or the story that we just read here. And I kind of want to put up uh, a picture. It's kind of a traditional nativity scene. And you know, um, there, there's all kind of messages with each of these characters, so to speak. Of course, there's the, the magi, the wise men, and the gifts they brought to Jesus. Of course, there's the shepherd. Of course, there's Mary and Joseph. And there's all these components of the nativity scene. Now, I want you to think about this. The only reason that we have this nativity scene is because there was no room at the inn that Joseph and Mary originally wanted to stop at. Have you thought about this? This could be a whole different scene, like the lobby at the Holiday Inn or something like that. But it's, it's one of those kind of passages of scripture that we read over and I really kind of dug into it and there's all kind of theological discussions on the end. Was it really an end? Was this just really a big house of Joseph's family? Was it like a bed and breakfast? What, you know, all these things. Could Bethlehem even have it? There's all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, theological discussion on that. But here's what everyone pretty much agrees on, that there was definitely a place where travelers lodged. And so the Bible tells us that Mary and, and, and Joseph, as they were traveling, they, they get to Bethlehem and they go to this place where travelers could get lodging for the night, but they basically couldn't get a room because there was no room at the inn. So here's what I would have loved to seen: like that innkeeper or the innkeepers, 
Whoever was in charge of that inn, I would have loved to see that interaction there when they told basically God, you know, the, the, here comes the, the, the birth of God in the flesh and that person tells Mary and Joseph, nah, no room. Wow, what a missed opportunity. What, like, God is about to do something miraculous. I mean, we, we know the, 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 as we just read there, the heavenly host and the miracles, and here comes the magi and the shepherds, and all these things, all these things are about to happen, and it could have happened there. We would have maybe seen a different picture of what that scene looked like, but it didn't. Because obviously the innkeeper or the innkeepers basically, hey, there's no room. We have no room for God coming into our world. And here's what I wonder. How many people today, man, God is passing by and you're not making room for Jesus and you're missing out on all the miraculous and all God's peace and all God's favor and all of these amazing things from the Christmas story. Here's what I find today. It's like this. It's like people, you know, yes, like, you know, we kind of, we, we know Jesus there. We kind of add Jesus to, to our lives, but we kind of have this idea, you know, like, okay, if God wants to do this or that, or if God wants to, you know, uh, come into my life in this way or fix this or do that, well, God can just do that. No, no, God doesn't. That's not how relationship works. See, God is a filler. He's not a forcer. He's a filler. He's not a forcer. For God to come into your life, for God to come into your manger, for God to come into your home, you have to make room for God. And there are too many people that want the blessing and the miracles and the peace and the joy and the favor of Christmas, but they're not making room for God. My prayer for us today is that not one person would walk out of this service and have that same attitude as the innkeeper had that, you know what, it's no time, no room. No room for Jesus. Here's the good news. God's not only near, Emmanuel, it's another message of Christmas, God with us. God is not only here, but he's near. And he's just waiting for you to make a little bit more room for him so he can come into your life and do what the Savior does and do what the Lord does and bring some favor and blessing and power into your life. Come on, can you give Jesus a hand for that? Look at, look at, look at, uh, let me go back to, look at 2.11 and then 2.14 through 16. Real quick, look, look. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. So, so watch this. Jesus, think of it this way. Jesus, God incarnate, God in the flesh. I want you to think about this. God moved heaven and earth so he could know you. Will you move just a few things and make some room so you can know God? 
Look, the presence of God came to earth. So here's God's presence right here, right? Look, look, look. Glory to God in highest heaven. Here's the message. Here's what the, 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 the shepherds heard. Glory to God in high, highest heaven and peace. Everybody say peace. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing. Here's what the shepherds said. You know what? Hey, we've got stuff to do, but you know what? We're gonna make room for this. God's presence is here. God is giving us this promise that if we make room for his presence, then we're gonna experience his peace and then we'll be able to live in his pleasure. So the, the shepherds were like, man, we have a promise from God. God's presence is here now in Jesus. We, if, we, if we make room for God's presence, if we make room for him in our lives, man, we're gonna have peace. We're gonna experience that peace and we're gonna live in God's pleasure. That means his favor, his good will. It's the same thing the voice of God spoke when Jesus came up out of the waters from being baptized. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. You know, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a son or a daughter of God and God says the same thing over your life because of the blood of Jesus. This is my son, this is my daughter in whom what? I'm well pleased. So let me put this statement up there. God's promise to us is that we will experience his peace and walk in his pleasure if we make room for his presence in our lives. Peace and God's favor or his pleasure, watch, they're byproducts of experiencing his presence and that happens when you make room for God in your life. So here's what I wanna do in our next few moments. I just wanna give you kind of three statements here and I wanna, wanna help us how to, how to make room and kind of look at those byproducts of peace and God's favor or God's pleasure. Here's the first statement, okay? We've gotta make room. We've gotta make room for God's presence. How many of you know there's no substitute for the presence of God? There's no substitute. There's nothing like it. But so many times we let the presence of what is temporal, the presence of what is temporal, because we accept that, we miss out on the presence of what's eternal. You know, like, like, like when you get gifts, like you're gonna get gifts over Christmas and, and who knows what you're gonna get. So I'm just saying maybe you're getting something for your house, right guys? You're buying your wife those new curtains. Right, that's a, that's a good idea. By, by the way, the curtain store's open to midnight tonight, okay. <laughs> or you're getting a new couch, or wife, you're getting your husband a new recliner. You were thinking about giving it to him early today so he could watch the Jags game at four o'clock. Some of you are like, no he ain't. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but what happens when we, when we get swatch? When we get something new, if we're gonna make room for something new and better, what do we have to do most of the time? We've gotta take out the old. In other words, if you're getting a new recliner, you're getting new curtains or whatever, to put the new recliner, to put the new curtains or what, to put that in place, you're gonna have to get that, what are you gonna have to do? You're gonna have to make room for what's new and what's better. 
So many people, they're not, they don't make room for what's eternal because they just have too much of the temporal going on in their lives. Those shepherds, they had to make a, a choice. They had things to do. They had work to do. We're all squeezed for time. I understand that. But we need to remember what's important and what matters and what's gonna help us. And there's one thing that there is no substitute for, and that is a relationship with Jesus. That is the presence of God. That's what we need. You know, that's what we need. Here's the thing. We think that our lives will be better if we have more of this or more of that or fewer problems or whatever it is. Listen, happiness does not come from acquiring more. Happiness does not come from having less problems. Happiness is a byproduct of order. It's a byproduct of order. There's an order in the heavenlies. There's an order in the universe. You know what that is? God is first. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Messiah. If I'll just make some time, if I'll, or if I'll create some space, if I'll make room for God, guess what? Everything else will find its proper place. I'm telling you, if you wanna be happy, in 2018, you gotta make room for God. Let me give you a few things here, just a, just a few things. Obviously, in making room for God, I mean, Jesus, Jesus has to be your Lord, your Savior, your Messiah. That's the foundation, but after that, I'm gonna, just four practical things real quick, how to make room for God. Look, I call this a daily devo. Everybody say daily devo. A daily time with God. I got a great Christmas present to put in each other's stockings for your family. A coffee cup so you can pour coffee in it so you can get up 15 minutes early and go to your U version on your iPhone and have a daily devotional with God and pray. Oh, look, God is totally pro-drugs if it helps you seek him early in the morning. I'm just kidding. Just caffeine and a few other very limited substances help you with mental clarity in the morning. A daily devo, everybody say daily devo. A weekly service, say a weekly service. All kind of scriptures uh, about this. This is why we're doing this Wednesday night service. What we've, one of the main reasons what we found is the weekends are so busy for people. People are trying to make room for God, but their work or their kids' activities or whatever it is, it's so, so look, we're having, if you can't come on the weekend, come to Wednesday night. It's great if you can come to both. They're gonna be different messages, but many people, look, I'm just telling you, can you make one service a week and watching church on your phone is not the same thing as going to church. Ooh. Y'all just thought I was handing out candy canes today. I'm going to give you something that will help you next year. I'm giving you something that's going to get you closer to the Savior. All, look, all of our messages are free, streamed online, all that kind of stuff. Listen, that's to help you when you're sick. It's to help you when you're out of town. That, it's, it's, a, it's a tool. It's not a substitute. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We held him with our hands. There's a component about coming together as human beings and worshiping God corporately. Very, very important. Watch this. Daily Devo, weekly service, the next thing, have a church friend. In other words, you gotta have at least one friend. <laughs> Watch, one friend that's gonna help you in your relationship with God. 
One friend that you can call and say, man, well, I got all this craziness going on. Can you help me get to church? You know, when I first got saved, many of you know the story. I was a, a bouncer at a, at, a, at a bar and I was into all the drug scene and all this kind of stuff. So myself and Pastor Chris, he's our senior associate here. We're both bouncers at the same bar. I've, I've always said, you, people talk about how bad I was. Pastor Chris is way worse, way worse than me. But anyway, so I got saved and then, and then he got uh, saved right after that. You know what we did? Like we didn't really have, like we didn't know church people. We didn't grow up in church f families and all that. We, we didn't know that. So we just kind of helped each other. Like we would, we would help each other get to church. We would help each other stand on the word. We would help each other, you know, when we're kind of getting in a mess or things like that or temptation or that. We, we just helped each other. It's, it's a church friend. Everyone needs a friend that can help them in their walk with God. How many of you have found out how valuable that is? So watch. Maybe I'm not talking about not being nice and not being friendly, but maybe... There's a friend or two, maybe you need to distance yourself from next year. I'm not talking about not love them, not being friendly, but maybe you need to make room for a couple of more friends that are gonna have a positive influence on your life and get you, come on. You don't want a whole lot of friends that are always saying, hey, I got no room, I got no time, I got no, ain't nobody got time for that. You don't need that in your walk with Jesus. And the last thing, watch, Daily Devo, weekly service, a friend that goes to church, and this is a practice. Forgive, forgive people that hurt you. Forgive, you know why so many people don't have room for God in their life? because their lives are full of resentment and unforgiveness. That's why Jesus taught us, that's why it ties back into a daily devo where you say that our Father, Lord forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Harboring unforgiveness towards someone, it's like you drinking poison and expecting them to die. We don't forgive people because they deserve it. We forgive people because God forgave us in Christ when we didn't deserve it. They probably don't deserve forgiveness. That, that's, that's not why we do it. Come on, we do it. Become a G. I, here's what I'm saying. What, practicals of making room, if Jesus is your Lord, I'm telling you, and I know there's exceptions and no one's perfect, but I'm telling you, a day, some kind of daily time with God, a weekly church service, a friend that will help you in your walk and having a heart set to forgive people that have hurt you in the past and that will in the future. I'm telling you, that's a great way. That's four cornerstones to have the foundation of Jesus. God can come in on that slab. God can come in on that foundation. God can do some things in your life. And here's the two by byproducts. Here it is. Experience is peace. Now the peace can come in. We don't even know what peace is. We think peace is the absence of conflict. It's not. Peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is the presence of trust. The presence of Jesus, that's what peace is. How many of you would agree this time of year can be overwhelming? Can, it can be overwhelming. How many, there are, people are acting crazy <laughs> out there. Who's been shopping? Who's been in the stores? Who's been in the grocery store all these last couple of days? 
people have lost their mind. It is chaos. It is a full-blown. How many of you need to repent right now? You were one of those crazy people. Come on. Admit right now. Be hollering at people in the line. You'd be pulling that last toy off the shelf. Be fist fighting up in Walmart. What you? Walmart at Christmas time. Oh Lord Jesus, I could do a series on it. I love Walmart. Nothing says the essence of humanity like Walmart. I love Walmart. I could just go hang out in Walmart. I love everything about Walmart. I'll roll up in there. I'll get me a sub. I'll get me a, 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 sl a slab of sod. I'll get me a, you know, you, I love Walmart. In the same cart, you got sod. You got milk. You got a Subway sandwich. You got some fresh fruit. You got some fertilizer. And you got like an axe, a hatchet, something like that. How many of y'all love Walmart? You know what I'm saying? Just diversity. I love diversity. God loves diversity. He loves color. He loves, he loves diversity. Walmart. God loves Walmart. Here's the thing. This time of year can be overwhelming. It can really be overwhelming. And I hear so many times throughout the year, people are so busy. We're all so busy. And I hear this all the time. People say, man, I'm so tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. But see, if you were just tired, you could take a nap and wake up and be okay. You're not tired. You're depleted. You're depleted. There's a big difference. You don't need more time off. You don't need more vacation. You don't need more, you know, you need more time with Jesus in the presence of God because only God's presence, what? It refreshes your soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're tired, a nap, a vacation, some time off, that'll help that. But most people I find, they're not tired. They're depleted. They need rest and peace for their soul. Put these scriptures up there real quick. Look, Isaiah 40, 31, those who trust in the Lord. What is peace? The presence of trust. The presence of Jesus, it's a byproduct. Trust in the Lord will what? They'll find new strength. How many of you want some new strength in 2018? You don't wanna go through life, go through life always fatigued and tired and depleted. We gotta make room. We gotta make room. Your kids, some of you, your kids, you're, you, you, are, you are just nonstop. You're at dance, you're at soccer, you're at football, you're at basketball then you're at cheerleading and you're, listen, it's awesome. It's so important to be, have your child, your young person, having something that, that they can connect with, something that they're good at, something that they enjoy like that. It's very, very important. However, you've gotta be careful that those things aren't driving your life to the point where you and your kids don't have any time for God. Do you see? Sometimes it's, it's, you just need to know how to draw some boundaries. Sometimes you don't have to go to every soccer tournament, every dance recital. I mean, I remember when my little girl had danced, it was like 72 hours of nonstop dance. S Sunday mornings, all the way through Sunday mornings. And she performed like three times in 72 hours. You know what I said? 
Ain't nobody got time for that. Now, I was the no room for that. What could we do? We can find a way to get her in the hobby or the things that she loves that is not totally overwhelming our family. Do y'all receive that? Do y'all hear what I'm saying, all that? You just, you have to, you have to be sensitive to all that. We get your kids in sports, get them in all that. We love it, but look, they'll, uh, they'll soar how on wings like eagles. Look, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's gonna be you in 2018 because you're making room for God. Next scripture, and then I'm, I'm closing. Look, look at this, man. This is an awesome promise. Look at this promise of peace. Don't worry about anything. What? Man, God's messing with us, huh? That can't really be possible. Can it? With all my conflict, with all my problems? No, because peace is not the absence of problems. It's the presence of trust. You'll soar above those problems because you'll have God's strength and peace and God will begin to make a way where there seems to be no way. Look, don't worry about anything, but you can't just not worry. Look, it's replacement. This is replace, so you have to replace. Look, instead, pray about everything. Daily Devo, weekly service, friend that goes to church. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Look, then you will what? Experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand because God's peace is greater than anything that you can understand. God's peace is greater than your problem. God's peace is greater than your deepest pain. God's peace is, is greater than, a, that's why Jesus is called what? He's the Prince of Peace. He will have peace dominate your life in every single situation if you will just make room for him. Look, his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And the last thing is the worship team comes up because we're gonna have our, our LED candlelight. <laughs> worship in just a second. Last thing is living God's pleasure. Living his pleasure. This is goodwill or favor. Living his pleasure. The Bible says that the kingdom of God, where the rule and reign of Jesus is, where people have made room for God, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What was the message of the angels? What joy to the world, watch. But to get to the joy, the joys and the favor, God's pleasure. You understand your life here on earth is just temporal. You understand you have eternal life, that God's gonna work all things out, that you're saved, that he loves you, that it's gonna be okay, watch. That joy is once again, it's a byproduct. Peace, take you back to making room for God's presence in your life. And that starts with a real relationship with Jesus. Would you bow your heads? Father, we just come in Jesus' name. Here's what I'm asking. People are at different places. Some of you, you've never really made room for Jesus. Some of you've had, but you know what? That room has gotten crowded out. And you know that you need a fresh start, that you need to make more room for God. If you would just say, Stovall, I'm committing right now. I'm not gonna be like that innkeeper that says, no, Lord, I don't have enough room. 
But God, I'm gonna be like those shepherds that says, let's go. Let's go. Let's go see Jesus. Let's experience Jesus. Let's make room for Jesus in our lives. If you would just say right now, from this day forward, I'm making room for Jesus and his presence in my life. I want you to lift a hand right now, wherever you are. Whether it's for the first time or it's just, you need, you know, you've, things have crowded you out. So many hands going up all over the place. So many hands are up. Would you put them down? Put them down. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. If you raise your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer. In fact, church, if, if we could all repeat this, it'll just kind of help uh, people. Some people might be praying a prayer like this for the very first time. For some people, it's like a rededication. For some people, it's just making more room for God so they can experience God's best in this coming year. Repeat this prayer and mean it from your heart. Say this, say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. You are my Lord and you are my Savior. I repent of my sin and I follow you from this day forward. I thank you for forgiveness and everlasting life. Lord, I make room for you and your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, can you give God a big, big hand clap? Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.